and welcome to this episode of Sports Communities Doing Sport Differently podcast series. I'm Steve Pallas, founder and CEO of Sports Community. In today's podcast, I'm joined by Miranda Wilson from the Lee and Gather Gymnastics Club, who will share their experiences of how they created an All Abilities program and what they've learned over five years of providing this wonderful program to kids with disabilities. Kids who so often miss out on the sporting opportunities most of us simply take for granted. As you will hear, while the program has been fantastic for the kids, it's been equally beneficial for the club to have kids with disabilities and their families become active members of the, of the Lee and Gatha Gymnastics Club. But before I share the interview with Miranda, I'd really like to acknowledge our partnership with Vic Health and we thank them for the opportunity to share the wonderful stories and successes of sports clubs who are doing sport differently. Now let's get straight into my interview with Miranda Wilson from the Lee and Gatha Gymnastics Club. Miranda, Lee and Gatha Gymnastics Clubs, you you um, wanted to create a program for a different audience than you were traditionally going going with, and so you created a, a program for the a, a, an all abilities program. Do you want to just give us a little bit of the background to that, and how did it come about? Yeah, so we've been running um, a program for probably five years now. Uh, we started with some classes for our local specialist school. Um, so our ex-president, her daughter actually went to the specialist school and they were just begging for something to happen during school hours. Um, so we got in contact with them and just started doing the classes with them. And from there, we've sort of grown. We're now up to seven classes a week with the school. And then we've got our wow. own classes after school that um, cater to not just the kids from the specialist school, but from mainstream schools as well. And it's been really exciting to be involved with. So when you, so was it literally a kind of almost a cold call to the school to say, hey, we're thinking about, we've got a couple of kids that would like to go down uh, a gymnastics path. And and what was the reaction when you rang the school? Yeah, um, so it pretty much was, we just went down and just set a meeting with the school and said, look, we've got this idea. Do you guys want to come on board? Um, and they were really keen. I think we started with four kids just as a bit of a pilot program. Um, and they had such a great time and the school actually started to see the benefit of it. Um, and we've just expanded and exploded from there. Wow. Okay. So with an all abilities uh, program, what, what type of uh, challenges are the kids got when they come in? So what are their, their disabilities that you're um, creating uh, participation options for? Yep. Um, so a lot of the kids have intellectual disabilities. Uh, we do yep. have a few with physical disabilities, um, but it's mainly the intellectual kids that we're working with. Um, so we just have to modify the environment a little bit to make them feel more comfortable. So in what 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 sort of modifications did you did you had to change your your gym your program? What was that modification? Um, so some of them are really simple things like we make sure we don't have music playing in the background because some of the kids don't like it. We also try and schedule the classes when there's less people in the gym because um, that can be a bit overwhelming if it's a really busy night. Um, sometimes we remove some of the equipment that can be a bit distracting or and we modify what we need to to make it easier for them. So how did you pick up these changes? Did that come about uh, through research or working with the 
with the school to create the program? How did that program, the nuts and bolts of the program design kind of come about? Um, a little bit of both. It's sort of getting to know the kids and what works for them. And that can be the challenge and time consuming, um, but it's definitely worth it. So you find something that will work for one group of the kids won't work for the other. So you've really just got to be able to think on your toes and notify as much as you can and when needed. And so what are some characteristics of the changes? You mentioned uh, less noise and less less movement and less distraction, but what are some of the, the characteristics of the changes that you've, you've introduced and particularly that you've learned as you've been working with the kids over a longer period of time? Um, it's definitely that no two classes are the same. Yep. Um, so we've just got to be willing to make things work um, and change sort of everything. And it's come down a lot to uh, the coaches training and making sure that they understand what's needed for these guys. So, yeah, I was going to come, come to that, the coaches training, because one of the things that's come out of the, the research that Vic Health and Latrobe Uni have done is that the the deliverer of the program, whether that's the coach or whatever the the title is, is is the key person in in the in the success of the program and the experience of the participants. So, how did how did you either train your coaches or support your coaches on that on that journey to working with a a new group of participants? Um, so we've done a few outside. Um, courses that Gymnastics Australia and Victoria have run. Um, but a lot of it's come down to just having an experienced coach then pass on their knowledge to the other ones um, and just making sure that we do use our senior coaches because it can be a bit daunting for some of our juniors and they don't have the strong personality you need to. You've got to be able to set those boundaries and keep the class under control. So that's interesting, isn't it, that, it, that there does need to be a fluid environment with a, a, a kind of strong structure as well. So uh, that's one of the learnings that I took out of our discussions early. Is that is that the right interpretation of that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. The coach has to have a very strong personality. And, but you do mentor, you do, you're, you're linking your junior coaches up with the, with the program to give them that exposure and that experience. How is that? How has that been for the junior coaches? How have they, how have they responded to um, the new, the new style of coaching, which would be different to um, what what they would normally be used to in their, um, in the the initial classes that they were starting in. Yeah, they've been really good. So um, essentially, our junior coaches in these classes, they are just there to sort of assist. But it's a great learning experience for them as well, and we've noticed that they're actually growing as coaches and using some of the techniques that we're using in these classes back in their normal classes as well. It's been really good for them to learn and develop. Cool. Cool. So from, if we kind of look at the benefits of the program, like if we look at the logistics just for a tick before jumping into the benefits. So how long is the program running for like on an individual class level? Um, so our classes that we run with the school, they can be anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour, just depending how the day's going. Uh, and our after-school classes are always an hour. Oh, okay. Okay. And so is there a typical format of uh, you know, warm-up, exercise, warm-down, or um, excuse my ignorance in gymnastics? Yeah. 
Yeah, so we always do a bit of a warm-up, whether it's a game or whatever, and some stretching, and then we have some structured activities on the apparatus. So we normally try and get uh, two or three apparatus done each night. Um, and then at the end, depending on how the kids are going and whether it's during the classes or after school, we do sometimes have a bit of free time. So we give them a select area they can be in, then they can sort of explore the way they want to as well. And then we do a bit of a cool down at the end before it's time to go home. Yeah, cool. And the activities that you're doing, is it is it are they modified activities or are they the same types of activities that you would be running uh, in in your normal, not all normal, but in your, uh, say, after hours classes as well? Um, some things we modify, but a lot of the stuff is the same, but it might be the delivery of it that's different. So yeah. some of our after school classes, we turn it more into an adventure. So even though we're just walking along our beams, for example, we might be walking through a jungle and stepping over some rocks, just things like that, that really gets them engaged, a bit more creative with the playing on the words and stuff. And they absolutely love it. Well, that, that brings it to another one of the, and we'll, we'll look at the six, six kind of uh, principles in the Vic, Vic health framework in, in just a moment in, as we wrap up the discussion, but one of the key principles is looking at it through the eyes of the participant. And so, so what do they like? So how have the kids reacted to the ability to have a gymnastics class first and foremost? Oh, they absolutely love it. They all look forward to coming in each week and they're so excited. <laughs> it's just great it, to see. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what are they like, like in that free time period space in the sec, in the session, what do they go and do? What do they like to do? Is it the same same every week, or do they just different, or in their in their preferences, like um, like my girls are? Um, they absolutely love the trampolines. Yeah, that's they why. They yeah, and they love swinging as well. I think that's just most kids. They love trampolines and swinging, so they're always the really popular activities at the end. Is the free is the free uh, time at the end of I looked forward to part of the session for the kids? Yeah, so we use it as a reward, especially for the school's classes. So if they've done all our activities we've asked and they're having a really good day and things are going well and they've been safe, then that's when we use it as a reward at the end, which is good. Oh, fantastic. So go back to when the kids just first, potentially even walk into the gym for the first time. How are they feeling? Are they apprehensive? Are they excited? Are they scared? Are they? What's the experiences or the um, their feelings when they when they're just coming in for the first time? Yeah, obviously it can be different per um, kid. A lot of it can be a little overwhelming because we are such a big, bright environment, and they haven't yep. been there. Um, and we just work with each kid just to make sure that they're comfortable and they get to know the equipment even if that means that we have to walk around and just show them what everything is for starters or, and some of them are happy just to slot straight into the warm up. Others just want to watch for a bit. We just sort of play it by year as to what each kid needs. So how big are the classes and how many con teachers and assistant teachers have you got for those, for each of the classes to support the kids? Um, so the groups that come up from the specialist school, they come up with either two or three support staff. And then we have two coaches in here as well. And there can be up to 12 kids that come and we normally split them into two groups of six and sort of work in different parts of the gym. Yeah. So it wouldn't be uncommon to have some kids on the sides just watching what's going on and, and, and kind of just taking it really, really slowly. Yeah. Yeah. They're, 
we have a lot of kids that like to just watch for the first few weeks. And then once I see everyone else having fun, they normally jump in pretty quick. During the sessions, do you have that scenario where the kids kind of go, oh, I, might, I might feel like I need a little bit of a break and kind of just kind of give themselves a bit of a break during the session or are they normally just full on straight through the session? Yeah, we do have some that just like to have that break and we do have a rest area, um, which is just our seating area where they can go have a bit of a sit, chill out, have a drink if they need to, and then when they're ready, they come back and join in. They come back. Cool. So the kids, so unquestionably the kids love it. What about the the teachers? How did they they react to the program? Does it make it easier for them back in the classroom or harder? Yeah, I think they enjoy it because the kids get to come and um, get rid of some energy before they have to go back and concentrate in the classroom, which is really good. Um, yeah. And even the teachers have noticed the difference that some of the kids have made in skill-wise and even listening. Yeah. Well, what about the parents? How have the parents reacted to the program? Um, the parents absolutely love it. Unfortunately, in our area, there's not a huge amount of activities, um, like all ability activities. We are one of the few. Um, and as we're starting to head back into term three and actually back into classes, our all abilities class is one of the only ones that is filled up fully. Um, we're still trying to get our other classes organised, but our all abilities is actually filled up really quick. Oh, and I think that's that leads beautifully into into I guess a real key theme is often clubs, regardless of what the the the, the new audience or the new group they're trying to attract, often clubs uh, don't see the benefit of looking outside where they traditionally offer, where they traditionally recruit from. So, what has been the benefit for your club of of creating an all abilities program and and linking in with the school? Yeah, um, we definitely want to be more inclusive. Um, gymnastics can be very single-mindedly sometimes um, and we just wanted to sort of think outside the box and just see how else we could diversify our clientele and it it's definitely helped with that and I love it. And it's just nice to see the kids have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they starting to come into the, the, the programs like the presentations and the presentation nights and the um, the demonstrations and and other club activities or just more staying into the into the all abilities program at this stage um again it depends on the kids so some of them are happy to come and do our um, presentation night stuff some of them it's a bit overwhelming but we always try and encourage them to at least come and watch even if they're not willing to participate so they can still be part of it yeah yeah cool so i think it's a very pertinent point when we're looking at benefits that with the uncertainty around in the world, as you're saying, you're just about to open up for term three and it's your all abilities classes that were the first full, you know, and I think that that just shows that there's a real need and demand for participation options for, um, for, for people with, uh, with, with disabilities and, and varying de degrees of ability. That's your experience. Yeah, definitely. So, would you be encouraging other clubs to go down the same path and 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 try and create all abilities options and and link in with with the the local schools and and programs and and become a normal or not a normal an ongoing part of just the the options that 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 club would offer is, is that something you would recommend or 
I would definitely. I know there's a lot of other clubs in Victoria definitely that are already doing great programs, um, but I think a lot more could get on board. It can be challenging and daunting to get started, but it is so rewarding once you do. You mentioned Gymnastics Victoria and Australia had programs and training courses. Uh, did you we did you get any other support from the peak body? Because often they have um, different supports that can help us introduce new programs into clubs. Yeah, they've been great over the years. They've given us resources and stuff, but we found a lot of the stuff has just been easier to create in-house because we know our kids, we know our program, and we know what we need. So it's, time with the kids is a really important part of the development then of the of the program and definitely yeah you've got to get to know the kids and use what works with them yeah cool so if you were giving say a couple of tips to to clubs that are looking to go down this path with the benefit of your years of experience now what what would be the tips as, as they that you could you could give them as they thinking about an all abilities program um, definitely go make contact with local either specialist schools or community groups that are involved with um, disability support. Open those communications because that's the easiest way to get people involved. Um, and the other thing is if you know a club that's nearby that's running a program, go talk to their coaches, see what they've learnt, see what's working for them and just gain that experience. Fantastic. And, and yeah, the... Don't reinvent the wheel and make it hard. That's a great, great advice. If we, if I can just bring up a, bring up a graphic, which makes us sound a little bit more uh, official than we are. Let me just bring this one up. Um, oops, let me put it there. So, if we just in in summarising, Miranda, if we look at the framework that Vic Health and Latrobe Uni have created for helping clubs and helping sports doing sports differently. Principle one, engage with the target market. Um, well, you, as you said, you went and linked in with the with the school who've got, A, they've got the, the children and they've also got the expertise about helping and supporting and empowering those kids. So that was a vital step for you and, and Lee and Gatha Gymnastics Club? Yeah, definitely, yeah. And then thinking of principle number two, thinking about it through their eyes is really, really important and and most of us wouldn't even think about the fact that just walking into a gymnasium could be daunting, could be challenging, but that looking at it through their eyes is, is a really important part of the, um, the whole thing, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. You've just got to understand that it can be scary and you've just got to think about how to make it more welcoming. Yeah, and 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 then as as you were saying, catering for the different skill levels. So principle number three, and you know some some kids were ready to bounce into it, where others were really hesitant and needed to be walked around and supported. And and so your programs, kind of the reason it works is because it's it's consistent with the needs of the community at the moment. And then principle number four, as as you've said, is clearly the developer, uh, the developer, the deliverer, is is just the most critical person in the whole thing. Is that is that how it's worked out with the with your your program? That yeah, definitely. If we didn't have our amazing coaches working with these classes, they just wouldn't be what they are. And and for the kids coming in as the assistant coaches, has it been a beneficial experience for them as a as a coach and as a person? 
Yeah, I definitely think they've learned a lot. Um, they're definitely learning how to be more inclusive and how to think outside the box because gymnastics can be very much a this is the one way you do things, yeah. um, but it doesn't have to be. No, and in this environment, it really can't be. You almost need to be reacting to to the kids and their needs on that time and that day, which is which is fantastic. And then um, the the pathway. So, is there a development pathway? Are you taking the kids on a journey, a developmental journey, or is is it more a, just a, a recreation for that point in time? Or um, we've sort of done a bit of both over the years. At the moment, we're more focusing on just the recreational side of it. Um, but for, like, over the years with the school, we have actually taught the kids some routines and we actually took them down to compete in Melbourne against some other schools in the uh, inter-schools competition, which was really exciting for the kids. Yeah, well, well, that's a big step for the kids too, I'd, I'd suggest. Uh, yeah. Miranda, well, you're amazingly generous with your time. I thank you so much. I, I've had a couple of conversations with you now and I've, I've found the discussions uh, inspirational and uh, and really empowering and so I, I thank you so much for your time and your willingness to share your experiences with us today no worries it was nice to be here i absolutely love talking to clubs who have introduced all abilities programs it wasn't until I, until we started Sports Community that I realised how few opportunities there are for people with disabilities to participate in our sports clubs. I love what Lee and Gatha Gymnastics Clubs have, Club have created over the last five years for their community. And like in all doing Sport Differently interviews, there were so many things that we can take away from our interview with Miranda and apply to our own sports clubs. As we so often hear in the Doing Sport Differently podcast series, amazing programs are generally started by just a single person who takes action. In this case, it was the ex-club president who has a child with a disability, a relationship with the child's school that allowed the questions to be asked, the conversations to be had, which ultimately led to such an awesome program being created. Another common theme coming out of the interviews is that there is so much support from state, national, sports bodies, local councils, and other community groups, which can help clubs introduce new programs for new audiences who may not be currently participating in sport. Clubs simply need to reach out to these partners and it will make introducing new audiences, new programs, and attracting new participants so much easier than going it alone and trying to reinvent the wheel. The key to introducing the new programs, as illustrated again by Lee and Gatha Gymnastics Club, is to create a program in a way that is suitable to the individuals the club is seeking to invite into their club and not just providing the sporting options in the same way that we've always provided them before. Another really important consideration in bringing new programs together is how we ensure that the coaches have a really good understanding of the needs of the new audiences and are happy and willing to adapt the way they traditionally coach for this new audience if required. Again, talking to our peak bodies and local associations to find out how they can help in, in empowering our clubs and deliverers will make it so much easier 
than again trying to reinvent the wheel. I love that the gymnastics clubs, in this case, Lee and Gather gymnastics clubs, use their experienced coaches to, to deliver the program while at the same time being assisted by junior coaches who are learning new skills, being mentored, and learning how to deliver their programs in potentially a completely different way, which is great for their upbringing and great for their education and for their life learnings. Well, for most clubs, creating an all abilities program is not front of mind. Maybe we can bring it to our next committee meeting and see what's possible. Talking to clubs who have introduced all abilities programs, they are so often surprised at the benefits and rewards that they receive by introducing these programs to your club. So I really encourage you to take the concept, take the idea to your next committee meeting, and let's see what happens. At the same time, you'll be giving people with a disability the opportunity to participate in a community sports clubs, something which we should all have the opportunity to do. Finally, as I do every podcast, I really want to thank the wonderful sports community members. What we do is only possible because of the support that you give us each week, each month, each year. If you're not a member, we'd love for you to become a member and help us to continue to make our podcasts, our website, and the other resources that simply make it easier for sports club volunteers. So check out our website, sportscommunity.com.au. That's sportscommunity.com.au and click on the membership tab. And again, if you're a sports club volunteer, you help sports club volunteers, or you know a volunteer that needs help, just come to the website, sportscommunity.com.au with heaps of information designed to make it easier for volunteers to run their club. So until next podcast episode, I'm Steve Palace. Thank you so much for being part of our sports community.